What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke in the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers, who just won the Bayou Classic. Congratulations to them. He was all swack there as Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL draft guru. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He's Glenn Morgan. Gentlemen, how was your holiday? How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it was like that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was fine for me. I mean, just welcomed the new baby boy, as we said last week. But so it was... A little, a little different, you know. Wife and baby was still at the hospital. Wow, you know, it was cool. It was every, cool. Every, man. every, everyone doing well. Yeah, everyone's right. home now. Doing right. well, so. Outstanding, outstanding to hear. Mom good was day, good. Man. I fried a turkey and it was really good. Oh man, nice! And you didn't burn any part of your I body. Didn't burn, <laughs> didn't burn my body. Didn't burn my house down. So yeah, it was a one hundred percent win there. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, uh, we got the Bulls. Of course, the Bears played on Thanksgiving and one of the uh, the worst football games I've ever watched in my in my life. <laughs> as, as a whole, and uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of college football movie. Don't go on, man. I must say you didn't catch the Detroit Pittsburgh game. But okay, <laughs> I didn't have to watch that entire game. I, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm mean, actually. You know what? I was on the road, so I did not see that game. Yeah, but yeah, that the oh man, that Bears Lions game. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the Bulls, who had I would call a inconsistent uh, week. Um, if if I yeah. I guess that that would be the the best word to describe uh, what happened. Um, you had losses. Uh, well, the, well, a really really bad loss to um, Houston. Uh, the Houston Rockets. Extremely the worst team. Loss. The worst team in the NBA. One and fifteen. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize going into that game they were one and fifteen going mm. going into it. And, and then that's all we sense. heard the rest of the you know the rest of the night. <laughs> they're they're one in fifteen. They haven't won a game since October twenty second. Yeah, the, the rest of the league probably gonna blame us because they ain't lost since. <laughs> Have they really? They I haven't looked at since. that. They're on a three game winning streak. Wow, good for them, man. <laughs> good for <laughs> them. But yeah, that that was that was just a bad a bad performance. They they you know they came out and they let Houston hang with them and just had no energy and you know it got to a point where. You know, Houston just couldn't slow down. Um, and then they came back. They had the win. Who they played next? The win against Orlando in Orlando. And then, um, and then, um, damn, why am I, why am I, why am I? Miami. 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 Jimmy Miami. Butler and company <laughs> came to town. What, man, I'm, man, I'm sorry. I'm having a bad, a bad, uh, bad brain day here. Uh, and then, yeah, the Miami game, which, you know, didn't surprise me. Uh, I thought they, I thought they played, you know, decent. Um, it surprised me, but I'll I'll get into why. Why 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 you say that? Well, it surprised me because the reason we lost was because of a guy I've never heard of. 
Or Patrick? Vincent. 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 Yeah, right? but yeah, yeah. From Africa, I think, right? I forget which 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 country, but I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's from here. I think he's on one of the teams that was a Nigerian team, maybe, or one of the teams that I think uh, played against the American in the Olympics. I think he's from one of those squads. One one of the, one of the teams there. Oh, that was the yeah. They they beat the U.S. Yeah, early on. Early yeah. on, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the prelims and stuff, right? And everybody was everybody was shocked. But then you looked at they had a, a full roster of NBA guys. And they had some nice players. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think he was. I think he was one of those players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. so that so that that surprised you? Yeah, just because it was like a guy that you wasn't expecting to do what he did. I mean, I know it's the NBA, anything can happen, but it was, that was just what surprised me. It was like, damn, every time he got the ball, he's, he's wide open and he's knocking it down. Like, yeah. God, like, like you said, nobody was expecting him to do anything. Yeah. So he was, yeah. you know, he, Hey, if we're going to lose, we gonna make this guy beat us. And, mm-hmm. and he did. And he did, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sure. No, I was just going to say, like, over that stretch, uh, this three-game stretch you just mentioned, the Magic, the Heat, and the Hornets, um, you know, obviously Vucevic having a breakout game uh, last night was fantastic against the Hornets, 30 points, hitting everything damn near from the three-point line was fantastic, too. Looked like his confidence. Looks like he was finding areas where he could be comfortable and score from. Uh, even areas we haven't – like, I don't normally remember seeing him do so many baseline shots as he was, mm-hmm. you know, but that seemed corner to be – Corner threes, yeah, wing corner threes. threes wing threes. Typically threes, always right. top of the key. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like we've always heard if we if we watch Bulls postgame and a lot of people's commentary, he, he being Vucevic trying to find his way around DeRozan because they kind of operate in the same area. So mm-hmm. trying to navigate that has been awkward and especially more so Vucevic because he's not a ball handler like DeRozan. DeRozan's like, look, I can I can make myself, you know, I can, I can get my own basket. I can create my own basket. Vucevic is a little, as most centers are, somewhat dependent upon the guys giving the ball in the spaces where he's most comfortable. So it seems like he's finding areas, at least based off of yesterday's game or against the Charlotte's game, Charlotte Hornets game, that he's found an area where he can operate and be successful, which is just going to, you know, open up the floor for everybody and make the Bulls much more deadly. But aside from Vucevic, to me, what I, who I've been paying attention to the most has been Ball. Uh, ball has, you know, pun intended, has been balling lately. And, you know, over the last three games, his three-point shooting has been phenomenal. I think he's like 11 for 23, you know, uh, which is like 48% basically. Now in a year, he's shooting 44%. So he even shot, you know, this stretch a little bit higher. So that's that's been good. Um, one thing I want to see him increase, however, are his assists. Now his career assists about 6.2 uh, career. And lately he's been around 4.8 with the Bulls. So I want to see him, you know, elevate that, be consistent. Now, he, he did pretty well last night, you know, against the Hornets. Again, everyone that seemed to do well against the Hornets, but he got eight, and that's a season – that tying his season high, you know, of eight assists on the season. But I think he can be – if he's somewhere between six and seven and scoring about 13 points, I, I, that is phenomenal as a fourth score on a team because Vucevic and DeRozan and Levine should be – you know, those, those two guys, Levine and, and, and DeRozan, are 20-plus – and Vooch should be somewhere between 18 to 22, if you ask me. If you got those four guys scoring like that with the defense that the Bulls play and then teams having to maybe forcing teams to shoot threes where the Bulls are very good at perimeter uh, defensively against the three, I think that plays into the Bulls' hand. Kind of like in football where if you're a team that scores a lot and then teams that are trying to catch up, 
you can just focus on one aspect of defending them because, you know, they're going to be trying to pass and you can stop the pass here. If teams are going to be trying to shoot the three pointer to catch up, you can just defend that. Not to worry about the interior as much where we're weaker. Cause we don't have that, that kind of mm-hmm. post presence defensively speaking. Uh, so basically all that to say that I, I've just been, you know, really watching ball and seeing how well he's played. And I, I look forward to him being that, that integral factor to the team going forward, because if Vucevic can now start to hit those shots, ball can start picking up assists and you just get that domino effect the offense start to rolling i can't i can't remember a time when a a bulls team had you know three prolific scores like like they do now that the you know i that, that game last night against charlotte you're talking about you know DeRozan and and, and zach mm-hmm. you know scoring in the high 20s and and and, and vooch with 30. 30. man that's that's, that's never, unbelievable we've never had two yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, we've had two. <laughs> no, we haven't. No, that duo, that prolific scorers. Not no, no. So Scotty and Mike, even, not even Scotty and Mike. Scotty wasn't a Scottie, prolific scorer. Scotty on his best in player. His, He's a prolific player. I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to diss him. He was a prolific player because he, he did. did so much. But he wasn't. Yeah, he what, was only average. He wasn't what Demar right? and yeah, Demar and uh, only twenty one. He yeah, actually only had three yeah. seasons of over twenty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's not that's not. So if they this, go, I mean, yeah, I don't, Scottie, I don't want to talk about Scotty. We don't want Scotty here yeah. in our podcast, yeah. and, you know, like, and coming at us. Scotty <laughs> come at us real quick. Not <laughs> us. He was y'all too, yeah. man. Scotty not us. Scotty came us. at Suge Knight. Did you see? Not that? us. Y'all too. Oh, I didn't I'm see on his side. <laughs> he said. He said. Well, we, we just we'll, we'll end this real quick. But he said that uh, that they were out <laughs> one night and uh, he was with Charles Oakley and they were at a club and Suge came in, you know, and some stuff happened and Suge didn't want no smoke from the oak tree. <laughs> like all right not very many people hey. do no right. I, no no i tell i would tell you all no i'm not gonna tell i'm not gonna tell the story remind <laughs> me after the podcast i got i got a short uh, night story from the guy uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah yeah this, man you got those three scores and the charlotte game um what you know one of my favorite listens or my, my favorite uh follows on social media is the great coach smoke <laughs> hey, man, if you if you if you want to see some some good stuff out there man follow follow at coach uh what is it at, at brandon coach, williams brandon d williams senior oh well, no, what's your instagram what's your instagram oh coach smoke coach, yeah coach, coach smoke under, right. underscore yeah. smoke underscore senior but i didn't see the i didn't see the charlotte game live i, I had to watch it uh on the re-air uh mm-hmm. at midnight but um I was paying attention to your to your posts, and man, the way you were talking, you would have thought the Bulls were losing by forty. And you know, you were talking about how you know Donovan's rotations and how um, it really hasn't been uh, uh, it's been a, a hindrance to the Bulls. What did, what did you mean by that? Well, so first thing, see, I never get complacent because if you watch that game, we playing pretty well we had our moments but i don't get complacent we got it when we got it our foot on their neck gotta stay on their neck so that's number one okay. uh but i said that as far as once boots returned things changed i i liked i liked caruso being in the starting lineup over green 
I thought once Vooch came back, it, it would stay that way. I I guess going into scheme and stuff, it might not fit to stay that way. So I get it. But what is bothering me now is I feel like Lonzo is being taken out the game too soon. He gets and then it's sub to bring in Caruso. And it's like, damn, how about you take Green out and bring Caruso leaves over on the floor? And mm-hmm. I think, and I, and that's that's the main one for me. So that's where I get my that's where my frustration comes from. It's like I feel like Zoe and Caruso should be on the floor more together than more often not. And so when I get frustrated, you'll see that that's more so where it's coming from. Yeah. Do you think that's because they need someone with a I don't say cool head, but a, a more stability in the backcourt with uh, Kobe coming back because Kobe is he can be a little erratic at times and maybe having uh, Caruso there helps stabilize that backcourt and, and Kobe can just focus on scoring. So I, I think maybe that's to help out Kobe more so to help the team out with that scoring punch because the, the second unit has kind of suffered at times with being able to mm-hmm. just find scoring. So maybe that's maybe that's where the, the, the sacrifice comes in and mm-hmm. green green. You can hide green a little bit. He's, He's not what was my what's my guy that was playing with Rose in the backcourt when when the Bulls were Keith Bogans. Keith Bogans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not he's not Bogans. The worst, the worst two guard in history of the Bulls. Right, right. Green Green offers you know athleticism and an ability to score from beyond three feet. You know, yeah. so so Green you can hide Green a little bit, and when I say hide, I don't mean disrespect, but you, you know. You, he, he could be that guy that, you know, when a team's not paying attention all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, he's scoring five points and six points. And, you know, that's all you really need for him with DeRozan and, yeah. you know, and and, and Lonzo and Levine and, and Booch on the floor. So you don't really need another score because you got mm-hmm. that already. And Caruso wouldn't be another score anyway. He'd just be a more of a defensive presence. But yeah. on that second unit, he, he can get more time. He can be a bit more – he can be that leader. For that for that unit, mm-hmm. and they need that. And him having you know championship pedigree, it really helps out that unit, you know. And now yeah. you got you got him, and you got you got him, and you still got that. You still got some defense because you can put, uh, you know, a Jones out there. He's able to with his long arms, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. So I I think that's where it comes in to some degree. But I get what you're saying. It's like you know, optimally speaking, you want Caruso in the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, once you once you tease us with it. Mm-hmm. With Vooch out, you know, I fell in love with it. Like, man, him and Lonzo was like just harassing people. And it was like once Vooch came back, uh, well, we changed it. It's like, ah, oh, man, what? And then it was like we lost to Houston. Played, did what we supposed to do against uh, Orlando. Miami game was what I expected to be. Tough defensive style game. And yesterday it was like it was it was up and down. We pretty much right. dominated, but we were it was an up and down game. We right. we would get up and then we would let them come back, you know. So you know that was that's all it was. A lot of people on social media was thinking that was coming. My statement was coming from Kobe playing so much, and I'm like, it's not even about Kobe. I'm like, I'm like for one, I still think he sometimes is just like. I don't want to mess this up. Like, dude, just, just score the ball. Do, right. do what you do. Like, don't worry. Like, you get an open shot, take it. Like, he's he's still sometimes he'll get an open shot and he'll pass it. 
Dude, let Lonzo do that, even though I hate that he <laughs> do it so much. But like, but it was it was mainly about that fact that I felt like Lonzo got us going early in that first quarter. And then he took him out. And I always had the mindset, like, that was one of my big issues with Tibbs. Tibbs did not care what the team was doing, who was hot. He's sticking to his rotation. He's mm. pulling you. And one thing I loved about Billy, I felt like he didn't do that. If you were hot, he's sticking with you, and he's going to adjust with his rotations. Right. And I, as of recently, he's been sticking to his rotations, and that's been my issue. You know, I think we're also seeing, you know, this is where Patrick Williams, the loss of him is starting, yeah, it's starting, <laughs> starting to affect a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Um, so hopefully the Bulls can address that, you know, before uh, the training deadline saying, is what, over. At what, yeah, at what point do you do you try to make that happen? I don't know. You Once you you can't stand Pat because this is not going to work in the playoffs. Man, right. who could, who would San Antonio want to just give us our boy Thad back? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that was with this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want somebody, uh, and I like that. But I, I, I mean, that's just for like that's for now, not. Really. No, no, I, I get you, but I, I still want somebody a little younger. I want somebody mm-hmm. a little more, more, more athletic, a little more clean the glass, can can score, you know, inside outside. You know, kind of like how Daniel Thies was. Not necessarily him, but someone has that ability. Kind of like like or like the Morris brothers. You know, some someone mm-hmm. with that kind of ability, a little bit of toughness, a little bit of grit, can get the rebound, can score outside, score inside, not afraid to take a shot, not afraid to throw a bowl, you know, but they don't necessarily have to, you know, you're not gonna run the offense through them. They just there to compliment. It's yeah. Ty yeah. is Tice hurt? Like where is he? Yeah. Yeah, because even the Houston game. Yeah, we didn't see him in the Houston I didn't, game. I, I didn't see him oh, until, he, until the, he the, plays the, for the handshakes. Yeah, he's a Houston. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I saw, Come on, Houston. I saw him, I saw him, him in the handshake back, line. Man. Come on, man. We got a couple of our guys that could really help us on teams that ain't even uh, using yeah, them. Yeah. And he was, in, he was in uniform. That's why I was like – I was like, maybe, maybe he's hurt because like, come on, you can't, you can't solid, tell me man. he can't, he can't do nothing for that team. Do us a solid, give us a, take a second round pick. <laughs> Something. Clearly, they're on a three game winning streak. They don't need them, so we can, we can take him back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to easy. What you were saying about guys with with them having the monster game that they had. And that's remember when I spoke on how any given game we should have three of the top five players on the court, right? And and that's what that's the potential there. And that's what like I think Lonzo's assists suffer because Vooch was struggling mm-hmm. with easy shots. Vooch been getting them same look, looks. He was just they just wasn't falling. Right. And that's that was my that was my you know, struggle with Vooch. I'm like, well, he's, it's not like he's taking awful shots. No. They're just not falling. And it's like, you get frustrated, but it's like, then he missed with COVID. So it's like, right. what, what, what is his conditioning? Like, and so you hope you kind of started to see an Orlando game. Mm-hmm. He picking it up a little bit. Then the right. Miami game is a tough, it's, tough, tough it's going to be a tough game regardless. Mm-hmm. And then you see how he comes out versus, you know, the Hornets. So hopefully this can continue. I feel like that will be 
the catalyst to increase what you want to see from Anzo, because I think most of his most of his assists will come through Vooch mm-hmm. versus with uh, DeRozan and Levine, because they're right. two guys who who going to get to their spot off the dribble, you know. So, right. yeah, I, I, man, if, if that's the potential there. Like, I don't see many teams being able to stop that. Because it all comes down to if Vooch hits the shots that he gets, it's trouble for the opponent. I would love, I would love to see him in the post a little bit more. Um, but I think that comes to what GM was saying as far as with the Rosen, with the Rosen, it rains game. Same, he yeah. doesn't want to clog it up down there. Well, yeah, I think I think from being a post is when DeRozan's probably not on the floor. You, get, mm-hmm. you pick your pick your spots, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that that has to come with the, the 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 basketball IQ of not just the players, but also the coach being, you know, everyone being in this on the same page with that. Like, okay, like you know, coaching, you guys are pros. I you know we practice. I shouldn't have to tell you when DeRozan off the floor, Vooch gets in the post. You know, you mm-hmm. you know the, now it's your time to take go back to the area you're most comfortable. We set some more inside presence, and then we give everyone start to collapse on the inside, opens it back up, bring the Rosen mid range game, and in the perimeter can go. You know all those kind of things. You just and that comes with the coach knowing when to pull them, when to put them in, that kind of stuff. You know, and that comes with time, which we you know it's still we're still developing. I mean, this, this yeah. is the first time these guys have been together. Yeah. Because keep in mind, even going back to last year, Levine and Vooch didn't get to play a lot because Levine ended up Levine going out right at right. the end of the season. So it's it's an acclimation for everybody. And then you know, Vooch, you know, with the COVID being out for a while, and so it's it's and now Kobe's being integrated back into the team mm-hmm. from his injury. So it you know if, if the fact that they're fourteen and eight and they don't know each other. <laughs> is, is is fantastic <laughs> right you know because they because they give other teams around the league major excuses for those reasons yeah yeah you know, so, so so after christmas i'm looking for this team to you know maybe maybe i said january after new year's the team just kind of start hitting the stride a little bit but i say even around christmas man if, if they can you know start to win four to one game four to every five games they play mm-hmm. you know that that'd be a nice little ratio going forward yeah. So this coming week, they've got uh, a bit of a tougher, you know, tougher schedule. You got both New York teams. You're in New York, uh, so you're spending a looks like you're spending what almost five days in New York. Four, four days. Yeah, and then uh, and then you go to come back home for Denver uh, next Monday night. What do you see in those those three games before the next time we will talk? One or two, <laughs> yeah, we'll be fifteen and ten. But I say, I say two on one. We we didn't play. Uh, when we beat Denver. They didn't have uh, Jokic, right? They did no. not. No, they didn't. Now this time around, they won't have uh, Porter Junior. So I think he might. They didn't have him. He's gone for the year. Yeah, he's gonna be gone for the year. Right. Another back surgery. Okay. Which, right. Which not good. Which which gives me even more hope. Because what's the name the one <coughs> killed us? Uh, Gordon. Yeah, he ain't doing all that with Joker on the floor. So give give those points to Joker. <laughs> hey, if, if Vooch is playing well, there can be a bit of a trade off, so we don't lose. And so Vooch didn't play that game either. That's true. Right. Too. Right. So, um, hey, I'm still gonna go one and two because I'm, I'm I, this I, is. Yeah. This may be slightly pessimistic. Usually, I'm optimistic, but I'm gonna be slightly pessimistic just so I can be wrong. 
Which game do you think we're gonna lose? Uh the uh Denver game and uh Brooklyn game. In Brooklyn. Yeah. So back I, to, I had us back losing back. I had us losing Denver, even though I just said all that like that was one of the wins. <laughs> <laughs> I had us losing Denver. I think we beat the New York team. Um, I, I, I stand pat and and I guess it will prove it to me. I stand pat to believe that Brooklyn fits into our hands this the way they play. Well, they'll be missing their sharpshooter. And I think he's gone for a while. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Joe John- I mean, not Joe Johnson. Uh, what is what is his name? I can't remember his name. Caucasian brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I yeah. can't recall top man. They're, they're sharp, the shooter. The, the sharp shooter uh, for, for, for the for the Nets. Oh, uh, Joe Harris? Joe Harris. Yes, yeah. Joe Harris. Thank and you. It was Joe. I said I, Joe Johnson. <laughs> I, said, I said a Caucasian brother. You got a brother last name, Joe Harris. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he goes yeah. by Joe, not Joseph. <laughs> but uh him being gone, um and hard and struggling this year. I mean, it makes it makes them susceptible. But you know, Durant, Durant's a beast, yeah. man. Durant's a beast, and it's only on the road, so you know, it's yeah. uh, I'm, Brooke, I'm, but yeah. but the Barclays ain't much of a road, ain't much of a home friendly arena. It's not even about the. It friendly might finish. be more. It might be more Bulls fans than now. It's just being on. It's just being on <laughs> the road. It's just a that's true. and it's the second game. On Actually, the road you'd be too. you'd be right. surprised. There are a lot of Bulls fans in in New York. I can believe that. I, I can, man, I can believe sure that. You, you you tend to join who breaks your heart too much. <laughs> Actually, I gotta ask. Uh, I I got Sheezy. Uh, he has season tickets for the Nets mm. in Brooklyn, so he might he might be there that night. But he's a Bulls fan though, so. There you go. That's a lot of transplants, a lot of Chicago yeah, yeah, natives yeah. going out there. Yeah, I got three and zero, fellas. I think the fact that mm. they're getting a lot of rest here uh, after that after that long stretch they had the last couple of weeks. That's good. Um, That's good. That makes me feel good. Yeah, go, go just, for it. I'm just curious. Uh, what flavor of gummy bears are you eating? <laughs> red. Hey, don't get you don't that try out. to change his mind. See red. See red. See last time. Y'all both went two and two, and I went <laughs> three and one. Now and we have a three and no, a two and one, and a one and two. So yeah. the averages show that I should win. They're very uh, good. And and they make, they make you feel great too. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know what dispensary you go to, and if I can get the same discount because you bought that stuff. You bought that stuff in bulk. <laughs> three and oh. It's got it's got to be a C red flavor there somewhere. Man, it's good, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, three and zero, three and zero, three and zero. Top balls, my friend. Three and zero. You, gotta, you have to think. You have to think positive. Top balls. Three and zero. Positive. <laughs> hey, let's move on to the Bears. I thought you said think positive. Wow. <laughs> Actually, there is a positive spin on here. Right after the win over Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, the Bears are only one game out of the playoffs right now. No, no, no. That is, no that's, not that's not positive. That's not positive. That's been, not positive. Dude would have been let go. That would have been positive. They well, that that would have been positive. That that didn't happen. No. Um, that, game, that, that, that hurt my feelings. And then they try to they try to they try to play with us. And uh and I guess they gave uh what's my man from Fox? Um uh Erlacher's boy. Um the MMA guy. 
Glazer. Oh, yeah. They gave they gave him Glazer. a story. Yeah. They gave him the story that it never happened, that the the whole discussion with Nagy saying that that was his last game never happened. And, you know, come on, man. I'm sorry. I I, I find it hard to believe that a a reporter with the reputation that that, that Mark Conkle has to just make that up. No, somebody, somebody, somebody told him that. Too many other things happened that day for it not to right. have been something. Right, right. You know, right. Practice was shut down. Things, you know, and you, you saw Nagy right. up there sweating. It, you know, too too much stuff happened to it for, and it was too much backbiting for it not to. And the fact that the bull, I mean, the Bulls, the Bears never came out. I shouldn't say never, but it took them a really long time to come out and say something that they were trying to get the, the ducks in a row so they can say the right thing to try and spin it. I mean, come on, man. We, we, we've seen man. enough spin in this city. Right, right. So, can because that's what's frustrating about it. Like, maybe McCaskey isn't the one who sent the message. That, that's possible. I'm just saying because yeah. still Phillips haven't heard it. from Ted Phillips and – Ryan Pace. You, you won't hear from Ryan Pace until after yeah. the season. But I mean, because it's like, it's just frustrating. Yeah. Like I, the, I, the, I, the, 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 the guy got the news from somebody. Mm-hmm. He didn't make it up. He didn't, he didn't and, make that up. And when I say it's frustrating, it's like now the media has been talking crap about this organization for God knows how long. The fans have been expressing their frustrations with this organization for I don't care how long. So now all of a sudden something comes out here and you decide, okay, I'm going to change that. I'm not going to let the media, like, I- I'm going to change. If, if he really had this meeting, how did the media change your, your mindset to go and tell him, you know what, no. Right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, because what started to come out from the media and people like on the talking heads on all the shows was, I can't believe the bears has let them twist like that. I can't believe the bears. It's just the bears just kind of, kind of, kind of raw the way that kind of raw deal, the way the bears giving them blah, 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 blah. It's you know, the bear. It's like the way, way the, and it became to a point to where people were saying, and even we talked about it. Hey, who's going to want to coach this organization if they're treating the, if the coach publicly like this? And so that's where some of that, you know, they, the, the Bears front office and, and those powers that be seem to be so reactionary at times, but not immediately reactionary, like a delayed reaction. And that's exactly what we got this time. Yeah. It was like a delayed reaction. It's, it's like it's like it's like classic Bears. And, and, and for Nagy to get another stay of execution, I swear to God, man, this guy's like the modern day Rasputin. You, you know, he just he just won't die. He just, I mean, metaphor, <laughs> meta, you know, metaphorically speaking, he won't die. I'm talking about, you know, you, you you put a brick around, up, throw him in the water, he comes back up. You fill him full of holes, he comes back up. He, the guy just won't go away. He keeps coming back time and time again. I mean, he's got I don't know how many lives. He's spent at least three of these 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 nine lives. The dude's like a cat. He just keeps landing on his feet, and I don't get it because it is so clear that regardless what happens, I mean, okay, let's take it for a moment. Uh, Dalton puts up 300 yards, right? They, they pass 39 times and run 29 times. <laughs> uh, our, our fella, uh, Montgomery, gets 17 carries. He gets 20 touches overall. Even Herbert gets like four touches. 
You know, they go on an 18-play drive, 69 yards to win the game. And, and it wasn't like you salted the game away. You were still trailing 14 to 13. <laughs> and you kicked the field goal, which anything could have happened that could have gone wrong. You still could have lost that game. So you didn't have anything squared away. And so all of that, and you still can't put up 20 points against an 0-10 team. Why is this dude still here? His hmm. offense stinks no matter who's quarterbacking it, no matter yep. what they do, no matter who they're playing, no matter if they're at home, on the road, on turf, on grass, in rain, or snow, sand, dirt. It doesn't matter. Clearly, clearly this cat needs to go. And I don't understand why people are saying that, well – it doesn't do them any good if he goes now. Nah. I mean, like, who is it really helping? I, I'll tell you who is helping. The fan base It's helping our peace mm-hmm. of mind. It's helping them realize, you know, who really wants to be there as far as the players go. You know, it, it, it can do – I don't know why every other team in the NFL can let their people go and things seem to be okay, but we got to hold on to our guy until the end of the season. I don't get it. Never got it. Won't get it. Can't do it. Can't win with him. Can't win without him. Right. I just don't understand. The Bears have never got rid of a coach in the middle of a season. So? So? First time for everything. Yeah, that, that that you hit on with the offense is just like, for one, you it's, it's definitely, in my eyes, two different offenses with the quarterbacks on the field. That's a problem in itself, in my opinion. It comes back to what I said I saw early on when Fields – got that win and then in the locker room he mentioned nothing of him he mentioned everything else but him and then you see at during this game how he's so hugging and all up on Andy Dalton after possessions it really bothered me it really gave me a feel like you know what dude you didn't want this guy but I, but I think he did I, really I, I, I just it's just something about he, it no that, I think he I think he wanted him but he didn't want to play that card, he didn't want to right, play right now. Yes, he did not want to play. Not okay. right now. I'll, 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 I'll concede to that. Not yeah, that he didn't. Not, not that he doesn't want Fields. I right. think he knows um, the the potential that 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 Fields brings with that position. It's just that he didn't want to play him early on. He wanted him to sit and 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 you know develop. The way that Mahomes did in Kansas City. Exactly. Remember, remember exactly. everything, yeah. everything that 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 Nagy mm-hmm. knows about coaching is from comes KC. from Andy Reid. Yep. And so he's yep. gonna follow the the Andy Reid playbook mm-hmm. to a T. Mm-hmm. And it's just that at this point, George McCaskey told him, nah. Right. We want fields, I want fields. McCaskey's a fan too. You know, right. let's, let's he be is. real. He, he's a fan too. Um you know, I I think he want he wants to see this team win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is he just doesn't know who Ow. to put in those right positions, <laughs> right, 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 to make it I, happen. I already told y'all who needs to be in position, but they're not gonna do it. Who is that? Ozzie Newsom, man. You need oh, to get no. Ozzie oh. Newsom. And, and whether or not Ozzie is the general manager or if he's just a de facto consultant, he needs to be involved in the process. But they're never going to do that. They aren't. It's just weird. I I, I see where I see where you're going with that, and I I I think I agree with you. But do we want another consultant in here? 
Well, well, here's the thing. I want Ozzy. I just think Ozzy's like, I'm good in retirement. I've done my bit. He's always been very, you know, close to the vest and kind of out of the limelight type kind of person. But I think because of how Baltimore has been constructed, I think the the, the city of Baltimore in terms of, of, of football sports fans it isn't too different than Chicago. Uh, the Ravens teams, were the championship teams were built around their defense, you know, with – with some explosion here and there on offense, but basically a strong running game, good defense. That's that scream Chicago. I mean, that's what we know. That's that's the heart of what this football uh, city has been like since it's, since it's, its inception. So I think he understands that, and he has a distinct eye for talent. Now I don't know if he has the same eye for talent when it comes to other front office people, but he hired Harbaugh. He hired one coach after uh, he hired two coaches his whole tenure while he was there. He had uh, was it um, uh, Billick, and then he had uh, Harbaugh. So uh, I may be wrong with that, but he had no more than three. But I think he just had the two. Well, no, that was somebody there before Billick, wasn't it? Before Billick, yeah, probably before Billick. Yeah, probably was before Billick. Was there because you had? uh, And I'm sorry, I don't have the information right in front of me, fam. No, because remember, Billick was. he came from Minnesota. I remember right. that. He was, he was the OC for the 98 for, team for the Vikings. That, that went 15 and 1. Right. So I think it was um, Billick and then Harbaugh because, because you know, remember, remember the, the Ravens. No, were the but Browns. I'm saying there was, some, there was somebody right. He came, Ozzy Newsom came with uh, with the Browns. Right. So but, he was he was there from the beginning. So I'm saying who was the, there was a head coach. Um, Belichick was a was a Browns coach right before they moved to Baltimore. Right, and then they fired Belichick before they moved to Baltimore. Right, but then they moved to Baltimore like in ninety six. Oh, it was that. I thought it was like later. Right, it was a night. Remember the uh, the last season in Cleveland was ninety five. Mm, okay, uh, then whoever that nondescript coach was, yeah, <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, but he had three. Co- he had three coaches, and two of them were extremely <laughs> successful. So, so he figured it out real quick, you know. And, and, and here's the thing: one was an offensive coordinator, and Jim Har- or John Harbaugh was a uh, special teams coach coordinator. So, you know, he knows it's more than just calling X's and O's. It's got to be about your ability to be able to coach players. Because even uh, Belichick, uh, he his offense wasn't really working. He, you know, he had he had to acquiesce to that defensive team uh, when they won their first when the Ravens won their first championship. And he's like, okay, I'm stuck with Trent Dilfer. All right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to throw to Shannon Sharp. We're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw to Shannon Sharp and Derek Mason, and we're going to run the ball, and we're going to special teams it, and we're going to play defense. <laughs> That's exactly what they did, you know. But my point being is that hopefully, you know, someone like Newsom can, you know, can give them good sound advice and recent advice. Like, you know, when they used uh, Ernie Acorsi, it's like, man, of course he kind of been out of the game for a while. I mean, like, if you asked for Ernie Acorsi like 10 years before then, maybe. But, you know, Newsom's just recently out of the game. And he's, I mean, just look at some of the talent he's picked, man. So the guy understands football that's being played today. But that's, I, that's, that's given if, if Ryan Pace is leaving. I don't think yeah, he's going anywhere. He's not. That's why I said it's not going to happen. He's not going anywhere. They they like him. Once the Bears like you, and by the Bears, I'm talking the McCaskey family, once they like you, once you've ingratiated yourself to them, you're good until you completely, totally, irrevocably screw up. And he's only completely, totally screwed up. The irrevocable part, he still you know hasn't gotten there just yet. So, you know, that's where Nagy becomes a fall guy. 
it's it's annoying, dude. It's frustrating. It's it's, 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 it's hard to be a Bears fan. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Extremely. I never Extremely. I never watched game hoping we lose so bad. Yeah, but it doesn't help because we have a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I, I didn't care about. I, I just figured, okay, they promised, they told him they didn't say that, but if he would have lost that game. <laughs> Something better had happened. But he didn't lose, so hey. No, nah, they had already, they had already come out and said oh. he wasn't going nowhere. So they, oh yeah, they couldn't. They would really look, uh, look like a a a, a disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. Had they come out and said that it's not true, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> They lose to the Lions and then they fire him. Yeah, there ain't nobody coming in. <laughs> and then Nagy almost lost. Oh my God. It's just like dude, you can't get out your own way. But like like you said, like you have a quarterback though for over 300 yards. Mm-hmm. You go on an 18-play yeah, drive. And and we and we barely win the game. We score 16 points. 16 points. That, that, that 16 points. That last drive went down to the last second. It took eight minutes and whatever seconds at 18 hey, plays. And what, did, what did you yards. think about what did you think about uh them uh playing for the field goal there? You have first and goal with, with a minute and some change left. I, I just and you, <laughs> And you said, you know what? I'm not even. I'm not even trying for a touchdown. So, so we, two we're things. just gonna. We're gonna take it right here. So two things. Oh, no, so I don't things. know. I didn't, I didn't like that. No. So two things. Two things. I picked Detroit plus four, so I was loving. It. <laughs> I was loving. It. So I was good there. But on the flip side, I'm like, does Nagy not want to keep his job? What is he doing? Like. Like, this screams disaster. Like you're really going to just what if, take what if, all that time and tr- like anything could happen. What if Santos hey. misses that field goal? What if the placeholder loses? What this is a bad <laughs> snap? It. What if it gets blocked? What if they block what? it? Like oh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me let me say this real quick, guys. If I can, real quick. All right. When it comes to kicking a last like a field goal to win the game, and you're watching the clock tick down, you know what I'm saying? I always felt you need to leave six seconds on that clock, maybe even seven. Because what if you get called for holding? You get called for holding and there's no time on the clock. Game is over. Was it fourth down when they kicked? I think it was fourth down when they kicked. Yeah, yeah but that's, the, that's another the game, thing. There. Right. The game is over. Yeah. Um, but – it's like if you're trying to go for a last second kick, my thing is do it on third down and leave yourself seven seconds. Right. Just in case something happens. Just in case something happens. Because I've seen a game, I can't recall, but I've seen it happen where it is like, man, no time on the clock. Because if it's if it's if it's a defensive penalty, the game doesn't end. See what I'm saying? If it's a defensive right. penalty, right. the game doesn't yeah. end. Timeless possession. Right. But if it's an offensive penalty and it's 10 yards moved back. I don't know if those points come off the board. I think they do, and then maybe game's over. I, I, I don't, I'm not quite certain how the NFL rules that. Like, if, you, if they make the field goal, but it's a holding call, and they bring it back. Um, no, they would take it. They, they would take it. They have to take it back. Take it back and then kick it yeah. again? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, but anything can still happen at that point. But leave yourself some time on the clock because if something happens, you want to have time on the clock to be able to kick the field goal again because, you know, it, it's just – a lot could have gone wrong, like what you were saying. And it's yeah. just like, dude, you wait until the last second. Like, he, you just saw him. He was like, 
right next to the referee. I wait till it's one second. All right, time out. Give me a timeout. Give me a timeout. Just you know, like yeah, you know, like 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 like, 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 like yeah. This is this 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 is the thing, baby. Yeah, we're salting this away. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like if you're up by like seven points or three points already, then yeah, you salt it away. But or, or hell, you don't even no. kick it at that point. You just down it. But it's like, man, but, I, it's just unbelievable. That was my thing. Even with the play calls to run the clock. He had Dalton taking the snap and like coming out and going to, like, dude, just kneel if you're gonna do that. Like, right, right, right. right. Just it, it was just like, what are you doing? Like, okay, <laughs> it's clear you want to milk the clock down. Why not just set up information to kneel? You got him <laughs> taking the snap, oh. coming out, and then going down. Like, for what? Just kneel, man. It, it was it was crazy. And did you see that press yeah. conference after the game? That like you know, Nagy's like, hey, you know, I, I go to war with these guys. You know, this that that's a room full of guys. I'm thinking like, dude, seriously, are we are we using that now? You you you. This is who you you going to war. You won sixteen to fourteen. You barely beat an zero and ten team. Why are you smiling? You know, we did a great Wait, job. That oh, you. That you. Yeah, you, you're, you're six and one against them career wise. You, you've, this is the one mm-hmm. team you've owned, and you're barely beating them. And and you're like all the distractions this week, you know, and all the things that happen. You know, come out, you just win. It's like, dude, it's not like you won twenty eight to 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 the thirteen, twenty eight to fourteen. You you kicked the last second field goal, which could have gone awry. And you hung on. And what you was the score out of when they played them when Fields started? Uh, twenty four fourteen. Hmm. Interesting. That was the score. <laughs> yeah, that was the final. I mean, it's to. I, I mean, it's like, how is your offense supposed to work? You, you got sacked one time, so Dalton only got sacked once. You threw for three hundred yards. Now, keep in mind, this game really could have been a loss because Dalton should have thrown another pick in the end zone. Two picks. He should have. Yeah, two, two more picks. First three points we scored. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. Pick. He dropped the pick, and yeah. they let right. he did some wild stuff to the guy to <laughs> no, prevent said, that pick. <laughs> right, and then they come right back. And I, I, I remember watching this at work, and I was talking to the guys in the green room, and I said they should just run a draw play here and and just try and settle for a field goal because Dalton threw a pick here last time we were. Da- and before I could finish my sentence, that fool threw a pick in the end zone. <laughs> I was like, God. He just did like it's like, and this is the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off about Nagy. Pay attention to the goddamn game. His head is always down with his little pen and his notepad, looking down there like okay, I got to go to the next play. Dude, pay attention to what's going on in the field because you pay attention to what's going on in the field, you will see that your quarterback is about to throw another interception. Like you need to do something to prevent this turnover from happening. And he just he doesn't. He doesn't pay attention. That's why his plays don't make sense. He just he just goes what he sees on the board. He's not. Dealing with the ebb on the flow of the game, like dude, when you're if, if Montgomery is running and he's lathered up and he's doing good, don't go away from him. Keep using him. I mean, how many times did the, did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers use Fournette towards the end of the game? Fournette was killing them. Fournette had four touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, you look at Indy on the flip side; they wait till the game tie-in drive to use their MVP caliber running back. Well, I, like, I understand a little bit because it's tough to run on Tampa. It, it, it generally is. But even still, to, to your point, 
even though they waited late, they still used him and they kept going back to him. It's like, dude, he, he's lathered up. He's going. Keep going to him. No. You know, Montgomery will get seven yards, six yards. <laughs> Commercial break. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> you know, you also you see, uh, you know, Williams catch a, a run, Herbert, pass, 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 punt. And another commercial break. <laughs> Give it to Montgomery. Seven yards. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> can, you, can you use him, like, in successive plays? Can you throw out into the backfield, into the flat? Can you run him inside? Can you He's a quarterback, him? man. Oh. He's a former quarterback, man. He doesn't believe in running the football. God. That's, that's, just... that's clearly his mentality. We've seen that the last four years. Hence, again, why I always I'll also say, and I said it last week, and I'll keep saying it, I want Byron Leftwich as our offensive coordinator or a head coach uh, or the head coach who can offensive coordinate. That's actually, that's actually, actually that's what I want to miss as the head coach because, again, like I said before, they average 28 points. I don't, I don't, want, James a, I don't want another uh, head coach coordinator. Why not? I want I want a head coach that that pays attention to the game, that knows what's going Lef- on. He pays attention to the game. Did you not see how they make that adjust? They were tra- they were losing to the Colts. The Colts should have won that game. They had all the momentum. No, and he's not the de- head coach right now, though. I understand it, but one defensive play, but then calling the plays, and they got the ball to Fournette. They kept getting the ball to Fournette. It's like utilize your talent around you. They don't have A B. They're not using A B. Gronk was a big part of that win as well. But I'm just saying, dude, he has an ability, I think, to work well with Brady and calling the plays. How, how many coaches with how many coaches with with play calling duties um, have won the the Super Bowl in the last ten years? Well, Andy Reid, he's been to the last two. Okay, and he's been to three AFC Championship games in a row. Won the Super Bowl. That's it. Um, McVay got there, but you know Didn't they win. lost. They didn't win, but they got there. Um, I'll take you back. Uh, Sean Payton got one. Sean Payton. Cal Shanahan got there. That was he got there. Didn't win though. Didn't. Yeah, win. He lost to Andy Reid. Well, somebody was going to lose that one. Somebody was going to win that. Right. One. Well, got, yeah. You named Andy Reid. That's it. No, it's there's another one, man. You just hate. So. You just hate. I, I, we well, but. You remember we were talking about this after the uh, we came off last week, and I mentioned, like, would it be best to get a defensive-minded head coach? That way we we have a head coach that focuses on the defense, which is a staple in Chicago that is always more often good than not versus our offense, and have a coordinator, a the true Eagles. coordinator. The Eagles. <laughs> I'm just saying. Have a I'm true sorry. coordinator. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That was more so recent. Yeah, but have a true coordinator. Like I, I, I tend to lean with with Ez on this. Like Packers, the Packers. Which well, who? McCarthy. McCarthy. Maybe at the last ten years, but the last ten-ish. Last ten. I get that. I get that. That was 2011. So I'm taking. I'm taking uh, Sean Payton off the board, <laughs> off a of technicality. Okay, fine. Substituting with McCarthy, but I'm just saying it happens. It's not like it doesn't happen. 
And Belichick kind of skews the curve because he's won so many damn Super Bowls. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's but he's not a play caller though. But it's been more, it's been more defensive-minded coaches to win Super Bowls. I'm I'm just saying, I think the head coach has enough responsibility without having to worry about play calling. So I would rather have a coach that's not dealing with that. That's what your OC is for. Okay, fine, fine. Bring in bowls and have have uh, <laughs> left which be the OC. Uh, I'm okay I'm, with that. Maybe I'm old. I'm old fashioned, and you know, yeah, Mister Curmudgeonly one. How 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 did all of a sudden I become the young guy with the young ideas, and you guys are all <laughs> traditionalists and the curmudgeonly get off my grass guys? How did that happen? Um, I hey, I I just know what what what. Well, I don't know how what what goes into winning a Super Bowl because I've never been around <laughs> one, but I think that's what you know. That's what that would help. You know, just my thought. I don't know. That's possible. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Arizona Cardinals coming to town this weekend. Chicago Cardinals. I'm gonna start rooting for them. They old they old school Chicago team. I'll go back to my roots. <laughs> you know, we probably would have been as as White Sox fans, or well, not you smoke, but as White Sox fans, we probably would have been Chicago Cardinal fans. Yeah. Had they Bo stayed. Man. Yeah, Bo Man was more of a Cardinals fan back yeah. when they were here than he was a Bears fan. Yeah, because the yeah. Cardinals played at, at Comiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just throwing that out there, you Chicago Bears fans that you know are Tired of what's going on. We can always be Cardinals fans. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but no, they come. They come to town, and I, if I'm not mistaken, they are healthy. the number one seed, right? Yeah, yeah, they're nine and two, number one seed. If they're healthy, they're healthy, uh, right? It is a surefire this, loss. This, it's surefire this, butt whooping. What's the temperature supposed to be, by the way? Unless it's minus two. Let's, let's, um, it's wait, probably going to be like thirty. Yeah, like thirty-five and sunny. We got a high of Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be cold enough. High of forty-eight. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's, that's, for, that's, that's beautiful football weather. For, uh, that's beautiful for this time of yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it'd be one of those. Bear really weather windy is not going to help us this Sunday. Well, bear weather comes in many forms. It comes in fog. It comes in soul, wind. sleep, wind. And it, we've had some extremely windy games here that have turned the tide in our favor. So, you know, it could be one of those 30-mile power. You know, with 48 degrees, a lot of warm, westerly winds blowing. It could be something like, you know, you know, 25-mile-per-hour wind blowing, you know, that warmth in our direction. That, uh, that has happened. Yeah, we've seen it happen more than once, so it's a possibility. But they'll still run the ball on us. Look at that. We need us. we need uh, supernatural things. Yes, <laughs> yes to occur in order for us to win. Plus, has, has they gave an update on Fields? They have not. Okay. You know, Dalton's starting again. You yeah. know, Dalton's going to start. He, he won. You know, he's going to start. They're going. They want to rest Fields. Make sure Fields' his ribs are healthy. He needs ribs week. A, at least at least three weeks. Plus, don't forget his his ribs were decimated in that uh, playoff game against mm-hmm. Clemson, so he may have a uh, propensity for rib injuries going forward if 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 we don't if they don't allow us to really heal. So, yeah. And in all seriousness, I don't mind if he sits out because whether he plays or not, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really matter. No, I don't. Really I don't need him. I don't need him to play the rest of the year. Honestly. I really don't either. I'm it, convinced. It, it, I saw. It enough. doesn't matter. I mean, hey. If, if that's the decision they, they make, I'm with it. 
I I want I would love to see the kid play, but at the end of the day, we know Dalton's not going to be here next year. Yeah. And hey, if you want if you want to allow him to play to see if he can possibly work his way into a job, so be it. Yeah, I mean, less less Nagy influence, the less they got to flush it out when a new coordinator comes in. Because he can't, Rasputin can't come back next year. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to call him Matt Rasputin. Well, you know, they mess around and, and, and. Oh my God. Stop. Don't even say it. Don't even can't say it. Straight. They wish like, straight. This is, no. this you know is, he's coming back, right? Do not. This is that. unbelievable that they are a game out of the playoffs. I'm saying. Oh my God. They when I heard that win. today, that really like they mess threw around me off. They mess around and win six straight. He's back. It's not happening. It's impossible. You still got to play Green Bay, Minnesota twice. Not going to happen. No Dalvin Cook for the rest of the year. God damn it. The Bears might win two times against Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, they mess around. Let's say they mess around. Let's say they mess around and win, win for the next six. Green Bay is on a bye this week, right? Yeah. Okay, so so Aaron Rodgers will be good for that game versus us. So I was about to say let's let's look at the fact that his toe is messed up. Who's no? Nah, he's playing. It works. No, no. I'm just well. He's on a bye, so yeah, yeah, he's going to play versus. I was just saying if they had a game before us. Yeah, it, really, say, it really but, stopped him last week. He, he ran in for a touchdown. It, it really was a hindrance. I know that. I'm saying, what if it became one? That's what I'm saying. That's the only hope we would have versus that. Dude. Dude, but yeah, we, no Dalvin Cook is huge. The first game naked coach he had, uh, the or uh, Mac damn near took off uh, Rogers' head. Yeah. And he was all gimpy. And they still beat us on one leg. So uh, yeah, one toe. See, guys got <laughs> guys got nine other toes. He'll be all right. <laughs> we need we need uh uh what's my man's name? What the bad, the bad linebacker from Boise State. Um oh McClellan McClellan. Shane McClellan. We need him back. He was the Why? he was the Aaron Rodgers killer. He took he took Aaron Rodgers out that one game. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. On a, oh, on yeah, a, yeah. On a Thursday right, night. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That, that, that clavicle. Yeah. yeah. I thought you talked about the guy that took out uh, Brett Favre. The, the, the no, that was Corey Wooten. Yeah, Corey Wooten. That's, yeah. that's my guy for life. <laughs> we need, we I'm need a, a, I'm a big Corey Wooten fan. <laughs> we, listen to us. <laughs> we need, we need the love I'm, child of Wooten and McClellan. We need a Wooten I'm McClellan. Cool. I'm cool with Brett Favre to this day now because of Corey Wooten. <laughs> He he ended Brett Favre's career, and I was like, "Yes, that's that's all I needed." Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, let's move on to uh, college football, and um, I guess we start with let's start with the coaching carousel. Um, and it started on Saturday with, or was it Sunday? Yeah, the weekend. Over the weekend yeah. with uh, it was Sunday because Oklahoma played Saturday. They lost in the best Saturday game Saturday night. night. Yeah. Right. right. So right. Sunday, right. Uh, Lincoln Riley, wait, wait. He has his yeah. post-game press conference. And for announces those who don't that know, I am not going head. to – he's the head coach at Oklahoma. Right, right. He says, I am not taking the job at LSU. He didn't lie. Didn't lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> we wake up the next morning and he's going taking a job at USC. 
So a big move. I didn't, you know, when I heard, I was like, yeah, okay, that makes that makes sense. I mean, the, me, the, me, the media member did a disservice on that question. Yeah, well, they did. So, they didn't. They did. There was no follow up. Yeah, right. <laughs> they so just took it, his word. Okay, he's back. He's coming back to Oklahoma. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so why does USC make sense to you? Okay, number one, uh, Oklahoma is moving to the SEC. So right. he's scared. He's running scared, is what you're well, No, it's not, it's not necessarily being scared. It's, Listen it's to the being Tennessee guy. Listen to the Tennessee guy. <laughs> I don't think he's worried about Tennessee. It's more. Oh, he it's better more. Be. It's better more be. Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU. Texas A&M. These were Texas A&M. Yes, that's another one. Um, and having to, to fight with those schools over recruits and then – you know, with at least with the Big Twelve, okay, you might so run two games. So he's running scared. Well, no, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's, it's running scared. It's saying why? Why put up with it? I don't think That's... he's running scared. I think he's. I think he's just working smarter and not yeah, harder. Yeah. Well, if oh. I go to USC, okay, and I get the same players I was getting in Oklahoma, I'm winning the Pac-12 every year. No doubt about it. So, so I think that yeah. that that was his thought process. Getting to the playoffs, and and Ooh. let's let's be real. And, and he's playing what the next best team. The next best team in the in the Pac-12 is who? Oregon. Mm, is it? Oh, what, what Utah? Oh, UCLA. No, or, I'm thinking Utah. Utah, Oregon, Utah? Utah, Oregon, Arizona State. Those are the, the next best teams. Everybody yeah. else pretty much stinks. And those out then, or yes, Oregon's a top ten team, but. Uh, the is others, and, Arizona State is what is the top 25. That's what I'm saying. This, it, those are the next best teams. So basically, yeah. he's his level of competition, it drops precipitously. <laughs> I say, I, I think it's a good move because if you look at those dominant ACC teams, SEC teams, uh, they get a lot of guys from the from California. They, they get West Coast guys. I think he has a good chance to keep those guys yeah, in California. In LA. Yeah. Yeah. He might, he's gonna lose some, but he ain't stopping to, nobody to from come, going to, to come Alabama. to come to LA, to come to USC versus to versus Oklahoma. Well, mm. where would you rather live? Los Angeles or Norman? Well, I'm just saying, if he was getting them in Oklahoma, what makes you think that he would stop getting those California kids? Yeah. He was still I don't know if he was getting them California kids. No, he, I mean, no, he, the quarterback, he has some. He no, the, has quarterbacks some. From, the quarterbacks from Cali. The, yeah. the quarterback that took over for Spencer Rattler, Caleb, is a, is, a, is a Cali kid. Yeah, he's a, he's a Cali kid. So, I mean, I'm just saying, him going to USC, this is going to preclude him having to have still gotten players to go to Oklahoma from Cali. I get what you're saying. He'll get more of the California players. But really, the level of competition isn't the same. He will dominate. He'll, he'll do like what uh, – what's my guy in uh, – Seattle on the head coach. Pete Carroll. He'll do what Pete Carroll did. He'll be in a, a situation where he'll be able to compete, win the win the Pac-12, and the, the, the playoff will expand. So I don't know if that's going to really help him or not because he's still going to have to play some SEC teams that make it into the playoffs. But not in the regular season, though. No, not in the regular season. So that means he'll be able to go and, you know, he'll I mean. That, to, he'll make the playoffs every year. He'll make the playoffs every year. And, and let's be fair. I mean, and let's be real, you know, Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC doesn't help them out. 
No, not at all. It doesn't. And especially I'm especially not, not Texas. Especially not the way Texas is playing, which is really yeah. weird because that's such a strong recruiting base. But um, and I and I, I'm not saying because SEC, you know, the SEC, you know, hey, AM could lose a game. All, I, but the thing is, you know, Oklahoma and Texas is gonna be up against it. They really are. Um, but what I'm a little concerned about is that my head coach at Tennessee, Josh Heupel, won the national championship at Oklahoma in 2000. I just hope they don't call calling him with some alumni crap talking about, hey, let's bring back the halcyon days of Oklahoma football <laughs> with you being, you know, the signal caller now as opposed to, you know, right, you so call you the go, signals. You signal go caller. get Peyton Manning. That's all. That's how you, that's how you <laughs> beat that. Yeah, Pey- Peyton's having right. too much fun on national TV. <laughs> <It's that. laughs> where where Pey- Pey- Peyton's motto is right. Peyton's motto is, I'm not saying I'm right. I just know I ain't wrong. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so yeah. Call them. But that carousel kept on kicking because you mentioned Lincoln Riley. But what else uh-huh. happened is? And then Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to LSU. Now, I'm on a, I'm on a Notre Dame um, Facebook group. My uh, one of my high school coaches played running back in Notre Dame. So for some reason, he invited me to this Notre Dame group. I don't know why, <laughs> but I so I get to see all their, you know, I get to see all their stories, you know, on Facebook, and uh, they weren't too happy about this. <laughs> they were all shocked that LSU is that 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 LSU could be a better job. Than Notre Dame. What? That's yeah, arrogance. That, yeah, that's yeah. definitely arrogance. And my thing is, Notre Dame isn't the isn't the same place it it, it used to be. Um, since the nineties, that that NBC that's uh, like. television deal isn't all, all that great got. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there was a time, you know, 25, 30 years ago, where it, it was a huge deal. But um, every everybody's going TV now, so it doesn't. That doesn't matter. Um, you know, you get, there's no real recruiting base in the area. I mean, you got, yeah, you got Chicago, you got, you know, you got Ohio. some somewhat the Midwest. Um, but there's a much larger recruiting base down south. And it's a much easier recruiting base. Yeah, it's, it's much easier. You don't have to worry about the academic. Yeah, you're not to worry about the academic. Due to the academic aspect that yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. When you say it's just a much easier to uh, be able to bring in recruits without having to worry about the academic pressures. I understand that, but yeah, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily easier because of that's, who you're that's all against. I meant. That, that's oh, all okay. I meant. That's all gotcha. I meant. Gotcha. I didn't, oh, I, didn't so- I definitely didn't mean because yes, he's an ACC. He's going to be competing against the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Floridas, the Texas and them. I, I definitely, it but was, it was about the, the academic. But, there, but there's plenty, plenty of talent to go around. Yeah, there is. Well, here's the thing. I'm not saying there isn't, but is he going to attract that talent? Because here's the thing, and I know I'm going to sound, however I'm going to sound, like an SEC homer, but there's a thing down south, and that stuff still persists to a big degree, to where they look at Northerners as carpetbaggers still. They look at you as the interloper. You're coming into our home, and you don't really belong. And Brian Kelly has a very brisk, rough, you know, kind of 
you know, no charismatic, low, 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 low charismatic personality. And when you got to talk to these boosters who are like, hey, buddy, I want to shake your hand. I need to bring you here and you need to come over here and enjoy these delicacies we have with this beef jerky and this, uh, whatever it is. They're uh, offering. He's going he's gonna to love that. The the mm. etouffee and what, what else? What else they down there, man? Crawfish, crawfish, <laughs> smoke, uh, gumbo, smoke, 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 smoke no Louisiana, gumbo, and yeah. sir. Well, well, well he, he's gonna have to be real personal because if he's did, not, dude, you I don't think so. How did, how did, how did, how did uh, Nick Saban do? He's a northern guy. He was, and he wasn't. It, it, it took a little bit. He wasn't necessarily, you know, Saban didn't stay at LSU very long, but he won a national championship there. He did, and then he bounced. I'm just saying they still they still mad they ain't got him there. Uh, a little bit, but say Saban when because I've seen it for other teams as well. It's like even it's even at Tennessee. It was like when they they when they initially hired Shiano, Tennessee fans was like, hell no, we don't want him here. We don't like that jersey kind of thing, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they rolled, they raised holy hell and they ended up like, okay, we're sorry, Shiana. We need to retake this back because the fans are about to revolt. It's just storming the Bastille. And it, it sometimes, man, if you cannot be, be able to successfully recruit down there, you have to be able to not only uh, relate to the players, you have to relate to the boosters. But he's got, but he's got, he's got uh, uh, Southern kids at, at uh, Notre Dame, though. And I, and I think he's. I'm not saying think, he hasn't. I'm talking about recruiting again, dude. You got to recruit against Jimbo. Jimbo Fisher's got this. He is southern... recruiting against. Being a Notre Dame guy, he has recruited against them. You know what I'm talking about? Is you trying to play devil's advocate? He's in the heart of the fucking South. But he has to recruit there to survive, and it's, I think it's he going can to navigate be, that. Is what I'm saying. But what I think he needs to hire the right. He needs to hire the right recruiters. Well, absolutely. He, he, he himself. I mean, that's he himself, That's yeah. Everybody saying, has to do that, though. I'm not saying yes, and he's done a good job. He's done a great job at Notre Dame. I'm just saying what worked at Notre Dame may not work down south. It generally doesn't because it's a different kind of vibe, and you got to come up with a different kind of a different kind of rhythm altogether. So I ask you this: I ask this: Was Ed Ogeron a, a personality? Hell yes, yeah. yeah. That's all he was. But 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 I mean and then and then it was from the body. Uh, what was it? Les Miles, right? Les Miles. Les Miles was before him. Yeah. Les Miles a northern guy. He's a northern guy, but Les Miles has an ingratiating personality. I, I didn't just say being from up north. I said Les- north with his here's the thing. I said being from north with the kind of personality that Kelly has. He's got a shitty fucking personality, dude. His disposition, he's got like the yuck face on all the damn time. And I'm saying when you have to shake hands and you need to go to all these places and you need to ingratiate, ingratiate yourself to the Southern boosters, which is different than the, than the Northwestern and or not Northern, but different than the Notre Dame boosters and the guys from up North. It's, it's a different kind. I'm telling you, dude, it's a different thing. altogether. Why do you think most SEC coaches, when they hire these guys, they're usually picking from guys who are from the Southern schools. There's a reason for that, man. Uh, it, it's, there's a reason for that. Southern I'm not, no, or Southeast. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I'm just, I think Brian Kelly is one that can, that can navigate that whole thing as well. Yeah, saying. I think he'd be fine. I think, I we'll think he'd, you're right. He'll, I think, he'll, he'll I think being from Notre Dame is, I mean, I, I hear you saying the boosters are different, but how different are they? 
vastly different, dude. It's, 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 it has more to do with how you go about your business as opposed to just doing the business. And up north, it's about getting the business done. Down south, it's getting the business done, but how you go about doing it is almost as important, if not as important, as getting the business done. Is, is that what Notre Dame, though? Like, they just about getting the business done? Because he's been on the hot seat many times as far as the fans go. Yes, but when I, I don't know how to – maybe I'm not doing a good job articulating it or, or, or bringing <laughs> – No, some, I, I totally get to what it. you're saying. I, I get, I'm, I'm just, I, just, I just think Notre Dame is a different circumstance uh, that can compare to those – Look, the, Notre Dame is a pressure Booster-wise is what no, I'm saying. Notre Dame is a pressure cooker, no doubt. Nationally, it's nationally. LSU is regional. Notre Dame is national. Hell, Notre Dame is international if you really want to get down to it. Mm. And, and, and Brian Kelly's saving grace wasn't his personality. It was the fact that he won. He knows how to win. He knows how to coach. He's a good coach. He is an asshole. And when you go down south, he's going to have to win. That's what's going to stay him. Because Saban's not the greatest personality, but he wins. And Stavens been down there long enough that he gets how to, how everything works down there. Things work a little bit differently down south. It's a different region. It's a different cat altogether. If he doesn't win right away with his personality, he'll be in trouble. So he's going to have to win right away. And in order to win, he's going to be competing against a ramped up Texas A&M team that's ready to compete against Alabama yearly. Alabama, Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin down there. And they're just – because a lot of the players that that – uh, the type of players that Kelly likes are the same type of players that Kiffin likes offensively. Those are both offensive-minded guys. And then you're looking at a Mississippi State that's got Leach down there. Again, another offensive mind that's going to be getting the type of players that Kelly likes. I'm just saying, it's going to be difficult. Auburn, with the, with the new head coach, is looking a little bit better than they were. And not to mention, you, got, you still got to deal with other schools, Florida, Georgia. You know, Tennessee's starting to get a little bit better. Arkansas now is a ranked team. And he's coming in like, okay, and LSU, Louisiana, a lot of talent, no doubt. He's got to be able to stay at home base. He, if he can recruit Louisiana, he'll be able to compete. But if he wants to win, and that's before Oklahoma and now Texas is coming in too, I'm just saying, if he doesn't – he it's it's not going to be as, as easy-peasy as it might be. Now, what I do understand – from his perspective, that's Kelly's perspective. He's thinking like, well, hell, Saban won down there. And if if Les Miles went down there and Ed Ogeron can win, I know I'm better coach than yep. two of those three guys. Yep. So if those knuckleheads can do it, I know I should win down there. And, yes, on paper, I would agree. However, the SEC landscape is going to be different. And the college football landscape is going to be different because now you're going to have more teams in the playoffs pretty soon. I'm, and so I'm, I'm just so- saying – the pressure cooker's there. I'm looking at half his roster here. They off in the South. I'm not saying he can't get players from the South. I'm saying Georgia, that he, Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama. He got a kid from Tuscaloosa. Okay. Georgia, <laughs> Mississippi, Louisiana. I, I didn't just say New it was Orleans, the players. I'm saying Florida, it's, it's the boosters. Georgia. The boosters. You piss off the boosters, you'll get your ass up. Look, dude. Freaking Dan Mullen went 32 and 15. He's been, he, he was a, a coordinator with the Florida Gators. He goes and gets a head coaching job with Mississippi State. Mississippi State, he made them relevant. Hell, Dak Prescott should be thanking Dan Mullen for anything he learned that helped him become a professional quarterback. I mean, Dan Mullen did a great job, Mississippi State. He's a winning coach. They at Florida, they let him go at 32 and 15. 
I'm just saying that's what he's entering. That's what he's entering. What's, I'm what's, just saying. What was his worst season though at Notre Dame? Dude, I don't know, but Notre Dame doesn't play the same kind of schedule that LSU plays. That's true. I, I'm just saying, dude. It, look, I know I sound like I'm being like Mr. Shitty No Pants here, but I'm just saying, it, it's coming down south. It's a it's a little different. You gotta you gotta know what you're getting yourself into. So, 95 million for 10 years sounds fantastic, and I ain't mad at him. I get it. I'm just saying, there's a reason why Jimbo didn't want the LSU job. It's the reason why he left Florida State and came to Texas A&M. I'm just saying. You, you, well, Jimbo he, Fisher had his pick. He knew something was going on at Florida State, and he, he wanted yeah. to get out of there quick. Right. I'm just saying, he had his pick. I mean, you know, look, when, when Tennessee got Josh Heupel, it was kind of like, okay, we'll see. You know, he played at Texas. You're coaching at Florida, at Central Florida. So I'm just saying, there's a reason why a lot of these SEC schools – when they start going in a coaching carousel, they get these coaches from the South. I mean, even Florida's new head coach, Napier, came. He was coaching in Louisiana. Another guy who's coaching in the South. There's a reason why they – there's a reason why, man, because there's a regional bias, definitely, recruiting wars, but those boosters, I'm telling you, that's the stuff that no one really understands, those boosters. If you piss those boosters off, you can't get that funding or whatever the case might be, or, or they get a bug up their ass. Hey. Piss them off. They still got to pay you. <laughs> that contract. I know the extra stuff. They probably say it's in a, it's in a hitman at you or something, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'll be the wrong person coaching because I'll be like, look, if you don't like me, hey, do what you got to do. You still got to pay me out that contract, though. <laughs> Kelly wants a national championship. That's why he left, because he know he can't do it at, at Notre Dame, because the level of competition yeah. goes up once you get into the playoffs. And as good as he's recruited, as well as he's recruited, as good as his players have been, they're not that next level, at least not across the board. He's had some next level players. I mean, he's had some really good players, even lately, more so. But it's just when you when you got to play the Alabamas and you got to play the Clemsons, it's, it's, it's a different level, bro. So, so I ask you this. Because you said, you know, you kind of got on Lincoln as he was scared. Mm-hmm. What? How do you feel? Now, I, you gave us the reasons why it could be tough for Kelly. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about his eagerness to jump into that tough situation, wanting to win? Well, I said earlier, I think he he looked at it, the coaches who went before him. Saban, he, he's going to have a mad respect for Saban, obviously, um, because Saban's kicked his butt a couple of times. Um, and Saban, Saban, he's won. He's at the top of the, the food chain, you know, top of the top of the, the food chain. So, but then he looks, he's like, Les Miles? I know I'm better coach than him. And Ed Ogeron, no fucking way is he a better coach than me. <laughs> so, if he can win, I know I can win. And so I get that. My thing is, he, he better he better do that in like two or three years because once this once this playoff thing expands, and once Oklahoma and Texas get in there, it gets real crowded, and it's going to be hard to not have two losses. Are they realigning the? Uh, They'll have conference? to. They'll have to. I just yeah. don't so know Alabama would have to go. Don't know. That's what I. You know, Glenn and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. It I, might told, be. I said I would I would think Alabama's going to the east. Alabama and Tennessee, probably. Well, Tennessee's, Tennessee's already, already in the east, right? Tennessee's right. already in the east. Alabama uh, and Auburn. 
Alabama right. and Auburn. Right. Yeah, wow. Alabama and Auburn. Which, <laughs> which, which, you know, I wouldn't say it doesn't piss me off anymore because we play Alabama every year anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But that now that now that if that happens, it would actually that even, happens, it would actually even out the conference. Right. If that if that and happens, that would, that would actually well, as of late, it wouldn't. But yeah, yeah. overall, you it would. It would. Yeah. I'm speaking as of late because Georgia and Alabama has been the class for the past few years. Not so. I'm speaking. I'm speaking present tense when I say that. So yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. It will even it out. It will well, even it out. Well, that would help LSU out tremendously. Yes, it will. That's what yeah. I was thinking though. Because then it becomes LSU A and M. Those would right. be the, the the top two teams. And, and now Brian Kelly's got a better shot. So, and, and again, maybe in the conversations when it comes to realignment, maybe that was something that convinced them as well. Because if I hear that and I'm Brian Kelly, I'm like, oh, hell, then I got a better shot. With Alabama, I got to play but maybe once a year or maybe twice a year if, if I play him in a round robin and then I play him, um, you know, in a, in a playoff yeah. or SEC championship game, I should say. And if I happen to avoid them – and play them in a championship game and lose to them, it's still a good chance I could still get in the playoffs. Like, so, yeah. Well, yeah, well, definitely, because the playoffs will expand. I don't know exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that'll be expanding. Hey, before we go, um, college football playoff came out today. Uh, Georgia won, Michigan two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, Oklahoma State five, and Notre Dame six. Uh, we got championship week. How do you think it shakes out after Saturday? <laughs> I think Michigan I have a weird does. Feeling. Michigan's gonna do the Michigan. I have thing. a weird feeling. <laughs> I have a I'm, weird feeling. I'm, I'm on the same train with, with GM. <laughs> I have a uh, weird feeling. Alabama's gonna get in the head of feeling. Kirby Smart like it always does, and Alabama will win. Uh Georgia will fall to like four. Alabama will move up to one. And Michigan, no, they gonna move to th- Georgia. Gonna fall to three. They gonna make sure they don't have to play. Each other Michigan gonna lose to Iowa. Okay. That, that'd be the Michigan thing to do. Man, <laughs> it, it 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 has it has Michigan written all over that. Oh, it does. Finally, give it Ohio State hump. Only to just blow it in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, I think he he. I mean, uh, Cincinnati better be careful. Houston, Houston's ranked twenty fourth, and Houston's is not gonna. You know, they're gonna come at Cincinnati with everything they have, and both of those teams are gonna be changing conferences too. They'll be joining the Big Twelve in a few years, so that's a nice little bit of a rivalry. Uh, if I'm Cincinnati, there. I send some uh, some people down to Houston and say, "Hey, do this for the for the for the conference for the conference." <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you know what I tell them? What conference? For the we ain't in this, co- right, in this conference, conference no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I, but in all seriousness, Michigan will probably win. But I, I, I think Georgia could choke and and lose to uh, to, to Bama. In which case, like you said, maybe they fall to three. Michigan moves to one, and uh, Bama moves to two. And Cincinnati needs to hold on. Uh, if Cincinnati wins at least by 10 points or more, at least they, they cover the spread at least, which is 10 and a half. If they cover that spread, then they'll, they'll at least be four. But that means they'll be playing either Alabama or Michigan or Georgia. Uh, I think they have a better chance against probably – I don't know who they have a good chance against, to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you what's, what's about to happen here. I think Georgia beats Alabama. I think okay. Iowa beats Michigan. 
<laughs> I think Cincinnati loses to Houston. Oh, my goodness. And I think Baylor beats Oklahoma State. So Notre Dame gets And Notre in. Dame is going to get in. So, so at, at that point, at that point, <laughs> if that happened, if that happened, Notre Dame, this will be my four if everything you said happened. Alabama, Notre Dame, Georgia, Ohio State. Yep. That's it. Ohio State. How did Ohio yep. State get back in there? They stand, they're seven, right? They're They'll they'll manage to get back in there. With two losses? Yep, because they lost both of their losses came to top ten teams. If if this is he said Michigan's gonna lose to Iowa. Right. Wow. I, I I don't think it's necessarily right, but That's he also crazy. said Oklahoma State's gonna lose. Right. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Gonna be that, the same teams per that, usual. That could happen <laughs> <laughs> when it all washes out. When it all washes out, that Minus could Clemson. happen. Minus Clemson. <laughs> Talk about nobody. When's the last time anybody said anything about Clemson? Talk about man. That, I mean, those yeah, dudes, yeah. Her doodle squat. Just what? What? what, what they nine and three this year. No, it's like it's like that's not a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's inconsequential now. It's just like the most inconsequential they, nine they three. Uh, who they lost to Georgia. Lost to Georgia. They lost to, they, Georgia. Uh, they lost to uh, North Carolina State. And they lost to Pitt. Right. Yeah, not bad teams. They're all real good teams. No and they only they only beat Florida State by ten. So yeah, <laughs> that didn't that didn't help them. All that much. Hey, let's go to picks. Uh, and last week, I was all for three. I was yep. one for two, and I was two and one. That is back above five hundred. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm still still a game under. Really? Still a game under five hundred? Yeah. yeah. I must be way under. I'm buried underneath. I know. So I got I know overall. I, I got I got smoke at 13, 19, and one. God, uh, Glenn, <laughs> 14, 18, and 1, and then I'm 16. Oh, shit, and I'm 17. on the game behind you, Jim. Uh, yeah. So, Wait, uh, what are you, uh, this? 16 and 17. They're still pretty close. It's anybody's, it's anybody's it's still, what, yeah. What, yeah, it's still one, one good week for me, one bad week for you. Top of the, top of the world, my top of the world. So, uh, Smoke, I think you're up first here. Okay. <laughs> it's, been, it's been like that all year, hasn't it? Whoa, what a yeah. dig. Yeah, all year. Throwing body shots. Okay, I, I want to do one college game. I'm going to take Iowa plus 10 and a half versus Michigan. I talk about Iowa winning straight out, so. Oh, well, it, 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 it's going to yeah. be interesting. Uh, I'm in, I'm kind of in sabotage mode now. Uh <laughs> Because I picked this team two weeks in a row, and two weeks in a row they they failed me. So I'm gonna pick the Dallas Cowboys again, minus four and a half against New Orleans. Three times a charm. If I if I strike out, uh, no more. And my best crusty voice from The Simpsons when he was betting on the Washington Generals to beat the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> I thought they were due. <laughs> and I am going. I'm gonna go Jacksonville plus 13 versus the Rams. Oh 
my God, you really out on the limb, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it. I, mean, Actually, I don't mind that. Hey, it's like that. It's like that one joke guy told me. Like, a guy was training for the marathon or whatever. <laughs> he came in last. Like, if he never trained, he still would have came in last. <laughs> <laughs> so, smoke's like, hey, I'm in last place. If I'm in last, it doesn't hey, work. It ain't just, 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 just trying shit right now. <laughs> so, I got you down Iowa plus 10 and a half over Michigan. Uh, Cowboys minus four and a half over uh, New Orleans and the Jags plus 13 over the Rams. Glenn, what you got? All right, my friends, I'm going to take uh, Houston plus 10 and a half against the Bearcats from Cincinnati. I just want to throw a quick shout out to my uh, my nephew and his uh, Cincinnati Bearcat men's basketball team. They did it's not recent, but they had a tournament they beat up on the Illini and beat them by 20. They were trailing at one point, came back and beat them 71 to 51. So they had started out, uh, I think, 5-0 and in the season. Now, they have lost to Monmouth since, but uh, by a close two-point loss. But, hey, that was a significant win against Illinois, and they also beat Georgia early this year. So good start for the new regime in the Cincinnati uh, Bearcat men's basketball team. Again, a quick shout-out to my, my nephew and uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, but I'm picking Houston. <laughs> plus 10 and a half against the football team uh next pick i'm going to take the uh crimson tie i can't believe i'm picking the crimson tie alabama crimson tie uh plus six and a half versus georgia and i'm going to take a pro game because this team gives this team the flux no matter what it's just weird that way i'm going to take the broncos plus nine and a half on the road against the Chiefs from Kansas City. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go all uh, all college here. Did you know Northern Illinois is in the, uh, the match yes. championship? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. Who, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched a game of Maxion this year, man. I feel bad about that. Um, let's see. I am going to take Cincinnati minus the 10. Mm. Houston. He's going to pick everything we took smoke and just go opposite. Well, he said he's going all college. All, all college here, yeah. I yeah. went to, to NFL, so. All college. I, gotta... um, I am going to go. No, you know, you don't know my my final one. My final one. Um, I'm gonna go Georgia minus the four and a half. I thought it was six and a half. I got I I did a points bet. I saw six and a half. That points bet. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is six and a half. You're right. You're right. So one of us is gonna be right. One of us is gonna be wrong. (laughs) Over Alabama, and in my final one, SWAC championship. I'm taking Jackson State. Okay. And Coach Prime minus seven over Prairie View. So I'm gonna take the, the Tigers at Jackson spread. State. When the hell did Prairie View get a football game? Football team. They used to be oh, horrible. They, 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 they won swag a couple yeah. years, a few years oh, ago. Oh my god. Yeah, you're I, right though. When I was in school, they had like a 40 yeah. game losing streak. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And my times at Grambling, they definitely wasn't. They were no. horrible. A, a stepping stone and yeah. just it, step on them. Stomp every, them. Everybody's homecoming game. 
so yeah, they got they got over that, and uh, yeah, they 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 put together a decent program now. So I got uh, Cincinnati. I'm surprised that spread is that small. Yeah, I am too. That's why I took it. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> minus the ten. Watch, watch Prairie View come out and whoop that. <laughs> um, Georgia minus a six and a half, and Jackson oh. State minus seven. What you got? Wow. Ohio State beat Duke tonight. Oh, but they came back. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. I thought they were down. I was like, sitting, I'm like sitting here looking at the post on Facebook and I'm just looking, not realizing what I'm looking at. And then wait, I wait, what? Oh, oh didn't yeah. see that coming. College basketball is crazy, man. Man, because didn't Duke beat Gonzaga, right? Yep. Yeah, but that's a one versus five matchup. It, right. That should make sense. That makes sense. That makes I'm, sense. I'm, just, I'm just saying that Duke beat Gonzaga, who has you know, they've been talking all that uh Talking about the kid, um, Timmy. Shetty. Um, no, Shetty Hunger. Homegrim, yeah. He's uh, nice. He's just small as hell. He really, yeah, stronger. yeah, frail. But I guess that's what uh, that's what Durant was, though. Yeah, he, he that, that game. That game was good, though. That game was really good. He got in foul trouble early. That that kind of helped Duke, and then Bancaro, Paulo got cramps in the second half mm. so that helped gonzaga get back in it and make it a back and forth game it was a good game gotta keep pickle juice on you man man they, <laughs> I, I was just looking at a post where they said he suffers from cramps every game yeah. wow. so he loses seven pounds a game jesus seven pounds yeah i don't i don't know i have to look more into that uh, but that's what i just saw that's not they healthy. Said he they said he loses seven pounds a game yeah he, he needs to keep a, a gallon of pickle juice on him is he playing in a sweatsuit? Is he playing in one of them like bodysuits or something? How the hell you lose seven pounds playing basketball? All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM podcast. Thank you for listening. Greatly appreciate it. You can catch our wonderful podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs and the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. I almost forgot Kenny's name there. Don't tell him I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Glenn. Yes, sir. Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say. We ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. We'll catch you next week. 